All right, man. What do you think about my hat? I love that hat. I have one of those hats. I don't happen to be wearing mine, but I love that hat. Wouldn't it be very awkward if we showed up on the same podcast wearing the same hat? That would be very odd. Very, very odd. But no one would know because it's a podcast, right? So, Yeah, unless we publish the video, which we sometimes do on Facebook.com. We we, well, we get video of this. We can start publishing this video. Yeah, true, true. Uh, well, I wore it because I was going through some of the old podcasts we did yes. at the Nationwide event. Yes. In New Orleans. Do you remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> I, I wasn't that much of a burnout in college, Kinsley. I do remember that. <laughs> so I was going through the podcast and listening to a bunch of them. And, and I got to the one we did with Greg and Katie Law and Mattress Man himself. Oh, yeah. Andrew. And, and Andrew. so I was like, you know, I got to wear my hat because that was such a fun event. And it was really cool that we get to sit down with people. What, we ended up doing like 20 individual podcasts with nationwide members on the show floor. But I have to think that the Dream Team one, the one with uh, Sweet Dreams, Greg and Katie Law and Andrew and the whole crew, um, I think that one was the most raucous. Well, there, there's no doubt because we're, there was a lot of yelling. So yeah, they kept Andrew, saying, we're going to win at the top of our lungs. We're going to screaming it. And, and people kept looking over to our stage. Uh, wondering what the heck was going on. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty freaking hilarious. And then, you know, Andrew, um, no dummy, somehow ropes us into a music video that got done in like an hour. Um, I, I told that story, but I'm like talking to someone and I look over and you've got a guitar and Andrew's talking to you. And then the next thing I know, there's cameras around and we're doing a music video. So, I don't know how you do it. You learn the song so quickly. And uh, anyway, so very fun. And that can only happen, Kinsley, at the nationwide event. And it's coming up in uh, Houston, Texas. Cannot wait in February. Nice weather, too. It's going to be. Well, fingers crossed. February 9th through the 12th. And look at this here. It's an updated show pattern. So it's a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday event. So they've got the brand builder meeting afternoon NLA sessions and the welcome reception on Sunday. Then it gets kicked off and we get rolling. Uh, Primetime Expo is happening on Tuesday and Wednesday. We're going to be on the showroom floor probably again, maybe doing a little campfire stories action, part two. Oh, yeah. Do we, do we have any idea like uh, what we're doing for our talk this time? Yes, but we're not going to tell anybody just yet. Well, maybe maybe you could tell me. That would be – we could start I'm, with I'm, that. I'm not going to tell you until we get on stage. <laughs> Uh, you know to... what? Oddly enough, I would love that. I would, I would absolutely love that. Just tell me like 10 minutes before and we'll just go. Maybe that could be the big tease we do. Say Kinsley's coming up with the, the format and the content and Quinn just has to show up and we'll see what happens. It could be a train wreck or it could be the best thing that ever happens. Oh, how about this? How about you don't even know? We have a topic, like a hat full of topics and we'll let the audience draw from the hat full of topics and we go with a 10-minute riff on each topic, and we have no idea what it's going to be. Okay. Well, hey, here's what we're going to do. I like that idea a lot. I think that we could we could handle it, and it would be very engaging, and it would be 100% organic. So here's what we're going to do. Go over to facebook.com forward slash Dos Marcos podcast right now, and here's what we're going to do. Let's have people vote on that idea or a traditional speech format. And then if we get more yeses for that column, we do it? Yeah. You're scared. I can see what, on I'm your not face scared. scared. No, I'm not scared. Well, you said traditional speech format. So first of all, even if we didn't do that format, nothing about what we do is going to be traditional. So let's start there. 
When I say traditional, I mean we come up with the idea and then we yeah, make slides. But you have to understand. You have to understand the last idea that we came up with was us coming out dressed in boxing gear and staging a fight, and that began the speech, rocking music the whole nine yards. To one of the most motivational songs ever written. Hey, the Rocky theme song. Your your uh, microphone is rustling against that sweet quarter zip you have on. Really? All right. Well, I'll move that fold, away. Fold it under. So, no, all right. I'll fold it under. Good idea. So anyway, um, yeah, man, that's uh, I, I like the idea. We could just pull stuff out of out of a hat. Here, here's a big thing for us. I think it's going to be have a very it's going to be to have a very robust Q and A session um, where people can ask questions because I think for us to really add value back to the audience at Nationwide, I think it's let them ask us questions, real world situations, put us in the fire, and let's have a great discussion and let's serve the audience even more. How about that? I like that. And step number one is you have to sign up. If you're a Nationwide member, you know what to do. Go to nationwideprimetime.com and start getting registered. Get those flights booked, get those hotels booked so you're not staying at the outpost. And if you're not a Nationwide member, you can go to nationwidegroup.org and get signed up. And I'm telling you, when you walk through the numbers, even some people have walked through these numbers and said, hey, from a financing standpoint, the benefits I get through Nationwide's financing partners it's going to save me money based over my monthly fee I'm going to pay. And huge. so it's a, it's a no-brainer. Huge. Absolutely huge. Check it out, and we'll see you guys in Houston, Texas. Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. <laughs> Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. Unbelievable trip to Arizona. Would, would you say unbelievable captures it correctly? There were a couple of moments that made it, yes, unbelievable. No doubt. And there were 1.3 million reasons that it was unbelievable, which is the amount of money Roger Magowitz, don't know how he does it, uh, but he um, inspired people enough to give $1.3 million to Dr. Daniel Von Hoff and Tijen. And uh, what an incredible thing to be a part of and so grateful for that. You and I got to do the um, auction and contribute to some of that total and extract money out of people's pockets. So that's so much fun as always. And you and I were in the back of the room and we were just, I, I'll never forget looking at you, we were like having a, a glass of wine right before we went up there. And the, 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 the impact of that on us was how humbled we were to be able to get to, not just be there, but to get to participate like that. And that was really cool. And I love doing that stuff with you. So. Anyway, I was uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, me too, man. Thank you for saying that. I, I, it really is one of the joys of my year um, to be able to go and be surrounded by people that are, you know, facing something deadly, pancreatic cancer. And pancreatic cancer is is a killer for the most part. And not and, found in little dogs. Do you hear that in the background? I can hear him. He's upset at somebody. Mine will probably be barking here in a minute, but he's that's all right. That's it, it, uh, he's got to live. He's got he's down there chasing someone down. Yeah, well, there's a giant golden retriever walking across out front. But hey, I'll tell you the weird thing is that that really gets in the, these days. There's a fox in the neighborhood, Ooh. and it just strolls by. 
Right. I think he gives him that little fox middle finger. Jonesy would take him down. I think so. But so man, anyway, I back blast, to your I had a blast yeah. in Phoenix, and and uh, what a, it's a significant amount of money that Roger leads the way in raising. Um, but I tell you what, it it's it's just one of these events that it took me a while to understand what Doctor Von Hoff was saying. I mean, it'll take you a little bit of time to understand this terminology. Uh, you know, the nature of facing, you know, fighting and facing pancreatic cancer. Um, and then you start seeing the impact that the dollars are making on extending uh, people's lives that are facing pancreatic cancer. No doubt. And it's weird for me. Maybe it is for you. Like, but here's Dr. Von Hoff talking about all this stuff. And then he had a whole panel of doctors on the stage, which, by the way, you and I were laughing um, talk about feeling stupid <laughs> because here's all these really intelligent world renowned scientists on stage. Um, but oddly enough, I was tracking with them. Like, I, I think they dumb it down enough for an audience, but also I, I think it's because I'm so dialed into the cause after so many years of being part of it. Uh, and I'm really interested. Two big things for me, Kinsley, were they're extending life for people. So when they're testing, people are living longer because of the work in the research that Von Hoff is doing and some of the testing that they're doing. And then the second part was the early detection. He's getting really freaking close to that. And if they can get early detection for pancreatic cancer, if you look at what happened to breast cancer once they got early detection, it is a game changer for that. And it could really make a big difference. So, And it's kind of scary whenever they talk about some of the early signs. Uh, people with type 2 diabetes that are heightened risk and people with type 2 diabetes who've lost eight pounds within some time frame uh, were those were signals that you potentially were facing pancreatic cancer. But I thought, man, if, if you can get that message out there and you can get, you know, people you know, that have had these symptoms or signs come up, then you're talking about, you know, basically the the man, you know, the. Uh, the same thing that we're talking about, the early detection of the breast cancer, which was a huge game changer. So they're, they're on this thing. The money is what matters, you know, and that's the hard thing I think for a lot of people to wrap their minds around. Uh, I mean, yeah, you've got the goodness of people's hearts. You have some world-class scientists and thinkers that are problem solving around this, but they've got to have the money for these clinical trials. Otherwise they can't prove it out and they can't get, you know, medicines through the FDA and on and on it goes. You got to have the money. Got to have the money. And uh, we get to help get the money. So that was pretty cool. So here's, so that's the, the heart side of this. So, uh, you, so you and I, so we went to the Dude Ranch, right? And so we got to participate in, uh, I, I call it the Cowboy Challenge at mquinn.com, uh, Q's Views. I wrote a little story about that. So you and I had a competition of bow and arrow shooting, yeah. of hatchet throwing, which you're a, a, a casual... Um, and, and for, as a hobby, you've done some knife throwing in your day, right? I have. And, and then, uh, we did a steer roping contest. And so that was really fun. We faced off and did all three of those events. And uh, anyway, that was a lot of fun. And then we also ended up in a goat milking contest, which is pretty freaking hilarious. And it was completely unfair and completely rigged. Well, I will say this. Whenever Dos Marcos is on the same team in a goat milking contest, we are going to get Dos Place, which we did. <laughs> so, in all honesty, what this was supposed to be 
they had a thing where you had to chase, chase down a calf. So you guys, to paint a picture, if you think about a, a, a rodeo ring, right? And there's stands all the way around this ring. And there's a chute where cows come out and stuff. And, and the whole thing was a girl comes out with two guys. And then they're supposed to take the bloomers off, like the boxer underwear. And then the guys grab the calf. And then the three of you put the underpants on the calf, right? I thought that was the event you and I were going to do. And I had talked to Liz and I'm like, I want Vince, your very strong strapping husband to come out and be our third. I'm thinking with me and you and Vince Macbeth, like nobody's beating us there. Right. Not at all. What, and, and I was thinking strategy, like how we corral this calf and I'm watching the other teams and I'm thinking we're going to smoke these guys. That's not what happened. It's not what happened. We didn't even get to participate in the, take the bloomers off the, person and put them on the calf routine which i i was with you man i was like i think we could have really you know ran down that calf and uh you know put it on its back like you're gonna hog tie it and put those bloomers on it and it'll be up and running but no we we didn't get the we didn't get the speed and strength game we got the finesse game so milking a goat i i have to be honest with you here I think it's very important. We have this podcast and friendship, and I think I have to just tell you what I'm thinking and, and what my strategy was. I'm thinking once I figured out was the goat drinking thing, I'm thinking be there first and be the person to get the head of the goat and grab the lead rope so I can control the goat, which then would have forced you into being the milking guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> well played. <and> so, <laughs> So that's exactly what happened. And you and I don't even know her name. Who were we with? Did, did you capture her name? Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was. Um, oh, gosh. It was Mason Allen's Allen. wife. Yeah, um, I, I can't think of her name. And Mason's oh, so great. Sorry, Mason. Um, yeah, she, that was the first time I'd met her. So you, you'll think about it. Anyway, so we, we all three got thrown together. Poor her, you know, like getting thrown with us. So you and she were trying to milk this goat, and I was I was holding the the head of that goat, and we weren't getting any milk. So finally, you were like, uh, "All right, Quinn, your turn." And so I had to go down there and see if I could get the milk. And we finally started to get some milk, so that was cool. But then when we got done, the guy takes this ha- like full cup of warm goat's milk straight out of the goat. I could not get away from that guy fast. <laughs> He started because he wanted to hand it to somebody to drink from it. And I'm like, hell no, that is a hard no for me. You even said that's a hard no for me. And, and so anyway, you were just standing closer to him. So he like hands it to you and he's like pushing it on you and you ended up taking a sip. So thank you for taking one for the team. I appreciate that. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I that stuff weirds me. I, I it shouldn't. It's no big deal. It's just milk, right? I mean, but still, it was hilarious. But Bill Sherman, how about that guy? They got three cups of milk. And here's the deal. I grew up in Kansas. I had cows growing up. I had sheep. I had all kinds of animals. And I can't get the goat milk out, but the guy from New York who went to 4-H camp does. How is it possible you've had all that livestock on 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 land and stuff and you don't know how to milk a freaking goat? Come on. I, well, you know, I, that's strangely enough. It's something I never did. I mean, we milk cows, but I never milked goats ever. How? I, 
I hard think, is it like is there really that big of a difference in milking like you milked a cow before and you couldn't get milk out of a goat well there i think that there was a little bit of a waterfall technique with the with the fingers going up high and then down i mean phil was showing me and then mason said you know he had advice for me afterward i'm like thank you for not giving me this, me this advice on the front end but you know you i, I honestly i thought i was going to pull a teat off <laughs> I was cranking on this thing so hard. I thought, I'm, this goat does not look, it had a faraway look in its eyes for a minute. And I was like, I'm going to rip the teat directly off this goat's body. <laughs> I can't believe we got to pulling teats off a goat. That is like an all-time low for this podcast. So for me, I just wanted to make sure I was grabbing the right thing back there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing I was most worried about. And then it looked like I was straddling the goat. And then I finally realized that it looks like I'm straddling the goat. And I'm like, some idiot in the audience is surely going to be getting pictures of me straddling this goat. And I'm told that that absolutely did happen. So now there's that stuff out there. But I'm giving, I'm giving Phil crap, right? And we gave him a hard time during the auction. And um, in my blog today, I wrote, yeah, he's like part of the Future Farmers of America. So Phil quickly corrects me. It wasn't the future farmers. It was the 4-H camp. He was nine years old. He went to a 4-H camp and he learned how to milk a goat. So I protest that we should challenge the results of that contest and basically say that he had the uh, advantage over us. Clearly, we should have at least gotten a one cup or two cup head start, don't you think? I think I think that that's, uh, that's something that we need to put back in front of the judges. But but I will say, whenever you did take over, we started having some some success. And I was, at that point, holding the goat, uh, which was your original strategy, to go up and grab the lead rope and then hold the goat. Sure. And the goat the goat whispered to me when you were back there. The goat whispered to me, Stop. Quinn, bought, Quinn bought me a drink, at least. <laughs> hey, my dad's a farmer. And what was going through my mind, honestly was I am not going to shame my father. I'm going to get milk out of this goat. He is he's he grew up on a farm. I'm not going to let him down. And and so we got some milk, but you know, we you lost. Started, That's you right. started whispering sweet nothings in the goat's ear said and and then the goat was like, "Okay, for you, I'll well, do this I, for you." <laughs> I think where it really worked is when you started singing a little Marvin Gaye to that goat. That was like it. Like the milk started flowing like quickly. It was Al Green, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so we're in love with you <laughs> we, we owe liz because i'm I'm sure she populated her little bag of tricks like the the guy didn't just pull our name out of nowhere but anyway it was great to participate in that but you know we we talk about that and um just so many fun people at that event and uh so what, what a what a blast and i'm glad we got to participate well i think we got pulled out of the crowd because People know our personal brand. You know what I'm saying? They know we wouldn't. Uh, they know that we wouldn't say no. And uh, you know, I don't know. We, we try to have fun with stuff wherever we're going. So anyway, I I love that we got to participate in it. But you know, you think about that, Kinsley. So I'm I'm on a hike. Uh, I know you hike Camelback Mountain Monday. Um, I did it when you guys were golfing. My shoulders giving me trouble. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. So anyway, uh, but I'm I'm talking to these two people. Um, one of the guys works for Career Builder, and um, we were talking about how incredibly hard it is for people today to um, hire people. So the labor market, right, very low, not many people. It's certainly the, 
the employees uh, market, right, to shop for jobs. And um, and so how hard that is. And then it got me to thinking about brands. And you think about all the people, Kinsley, that were there at that event from their companies. And it really is, don't you think, an extension of their company brand just by investing and letting those people attend the Magowitz event, right? So Phil Sherman, great example. The guy's so incredibly generous, is always bidding on stuff. Um, a big supporter of Roger and what he does. Actually, Roger ended up doing some work with him. But um, so you think about him, you think about Rose, who used to be with Protectabed and now with SSB, Derek Miller, his group, they had four or five guys from Surrey. You had Carl Glassman, Perry Davis, and the entire Leggett crew, uh, Mark Chase, and uh, O'Brien, and, um, and myself there, which are uh, you there with Englander, and Brian with Sutherland. I mean, there's so many people. And and I really think it is, it says a lot about the companies that support their people going there. It says a lot about um, what they're willing to do in the industry to kind of rally around events like that. And yeah, it's it's one of those deals where, you know, when you take people through Wrigley, mission, vision, Wrigley. values, then your culture and your brand, you really have to pay attention to, you know, what is the culture and, and, and really, it's something that I said during during the auction. I said, Come here. look, you're here because you value this organization. You value the mission of, you know, finding a cure for pancreatic cancer research. But all the people in the room were representing their cultures. And, I, you know, I, one of the things we said is, look, your actions prove your values. There's only one way to know what somebody really values. It's where they put their time. It's where they put their money it's where they act and you know it was something that people were acting on they showed up they made the trip they made the investment and and like you said i mean it's something that as an organization as a culture you begin flying that flag and then people know what you stand for and they know who you are but there's only one way for people to know that i mean i think that's i think that's why hiring is so hard because there's so few companies that do a very good job of putting that out consistently so people know who they are. And it's like, you know, if you fly the pirate flag, then you're going to attract the pirates. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for sure. If you fly that flag, you're going to attract the pirates. They're, they're going to come and hop on the ship and want to, you know, do all the things that pirates do. If you, so whatever flag you're flying, it's where you're acting on things. And, and I think that you saw a lot of people there that were acting on the values of their organization. But you got to show up and you got to be there to, you know, let people know that's wh that's who you are. That's what you stand for. No doubt. And so take this back to to employment, right? And so um, my my challenge to the people out there listening to this, especially retailers, is like I think about Chick Fil A as an example in my town. Like every like my kids are teenagers. Like a lot of people want to work at Chick Fil A. So is it a tough labor market? Yeah, it is. So um, are they probably, but are they having the same problem finding people to work in a fast food restaurant the same way Taco Bell and Burger King are? Absolutely not. And they're not because Chick-fil-A, like we, we talked about the speech I heard at Badcock, the guy says, we look at ourselves as a leadership academy masquerading as a, a chicken fast food restaurant, right? Um, people are lined up to want to go work for them because... Chick-fil-A flies that flag. Um, people know that if they work there, they're going to get skills and training and coaching about being an employee that they're not going to get other places. 
it's fun. The owner is fun. Um, the staff has a great time and they have a great reputation. And so there's no reason that everyone in their own market. Now there, you have two audiences, right? You have the consumer you're trying to sell to, but also you have the labor market in your town. And, and I, I can think of other examples. If you are the place people want to go work because either you pay better or it's fun or there's some other benefit and everyone knows it because you're good at telling that story, then you're not having the same issues as everyone else trying to find good people. Do you agree with that? And honestly, pay is very far down on the list. When you look at experts in human resources and why people stay at the jobs they stay at or move to a job, um, you know, pay is like number five on the list. You know, they want to make a contribution. They want to be around uh, people with, with similar values. I mean, there's so many other things that people are looking for. And like you said, I mean, you're, you're, trying, to, you're trying to find ways that you can prove to employees or prove to the people that, you know, are potential employees who you are and what you stand for. So, for example, I mean, I think about Maloof. Um, you know, Maloof, I, I think one of the things they value a lot is, you know, being healthy and and they prove it because at their headquarters they have a full gym they have a full court basketball court they have um, free lunch every single day for all their employees at their headquarters and and the options are incredibly healthy and they're really good so you, you know what are the different things that you're uh, claiming to value but are you showing them uh, are you proving them with the the culture and the, the environment that you're creating? You know, it reminds me too, um, and Maloof has that incredible reputation um, for sure. And, and, and flying their flag and all the great things they stand for and they represent. It makes me think about Prime Trucking too. My cousin works for them. Remember me telling you that story, how the CEO and the owner of Prime plays basketball every day with his people. They've got a movie theater. They've got little hotel suites at corporate office. They have dry cleaning. They have mail services for their drivers. And they treat their drivers incredibly well. They have the lowest turnover rate, I think, of any long-haul trucking company because of the fact that word of mouth is big. Other drivers talk about how great they treat their people. And so I don't think they have the same recruiting problems so anyway, I don't know. I think it's a good discussion. We should actually go deeper on this in its own episode at some point. But um, I don't know. We got here because of brands, all the great people that were there representing their companies. And uh, so a big shout out to all those guys that were there and taking the time and making the effort to be there. That was pretty neat. So do you you know Jeff Rose with Nationwide? I know Mr. So, Jeff. Yeah, so I was talking to Jeff um, today, and we were chatting about the Megawitz event. Did you know that Jeff lost his father to pancreatic cancer? So Jeff lost his father to. So he was like, "I've, I've, I'm, I've got to go to that event because my dad died from pancreatic cancer." Jeff. So Jeff's dad was his best man at his wedding, um, and so his dad got diagnosed. So. Jeff had a year to spend with his father um, during that diagnosis, and he said the conversations that I had with my dad over that year-long time um, were amazing. He said I was there with my dad at every chemo treatment. He lost his mom when he was young, so he'd already lost his mom. 
So he said I was in every chemo treatment, got to hold my dad's hand. I was there when he passed. And so just the blessing that it was for him that he got to be there and be present. So would you rather that someone like pass quickly with a heart attack? I mean, in my head, yes, that's, that's what I would want selfishly. But um, looking at it from his perspective, um, being able to be with his dad for a year every day, have those conversations, and he's got him locked away in this vault. Um, and so anyway, I, I just thought that was a, a great story to finish with because um, it's a horrible disease, but um, there was a blessing in it because he got to spend that time with his dad. So anyway, we got to get Rose to the next event and uh, take him to uh, take him to Arizona and uh, let him experience it because you imagine the impact it's going to have on Jeff being in the room with all those people. I think it'll be pretty cool for him. Well, it's a great event, and I, I highly encourage everybody to, to do it, especially if you're in the mattress business, because you're going to see people that you know and love, and you're going to be able to have an experience that's very different than any of the other events that we go to throughout the year that are very industry-focused. It's just completely unique. I mean, we, you know, a lot of people bring their wives or their significant others and make some new memories and you know, support something that's really making an impact on people. Bridget was really bummed she didn't get to go um, so this year, but next year we will be. Um, so, hey, how are you sleeping, by the way, um, on your peer care sheets? I know you are a big fan of what they sent, so everything's still good? Yeah, I love the uh, I love the bamboo. I love the modal sheets. And I tell you, I love that soft cell pillow because it has that, I like that soft down type feel. But, you know, a lot of times the down gets pushed out to the sides whenever I lay my fat head on it. Uh, so they have these little soft cell pockets to keep everything in, in its space and makes it like even and uniform and distributed in the right way instead of getting pushed out of the side. I love it. How about you, man? Do, do, do they, do they have one that won't mess your hair up? Uh, yeah, well that, you know, we're going to have to put in that request to Sarah and the team. <laughs> here. Like, all right, here's the next great innovation in pillow technology. The perfect well, pillow to keep your hair looking great. So you can just wake up. I, I, I'm, yes, uh, that would, tell me that wouldn't sell like crazy. That would be pretty crazy. Um, so we, I've got their tinsel sheets and I love it. We've been talking about those. I, I never knew sheets could be that soft. So I think that's pretty awesome. Um, and I know that they're doing well. Um, Sean and Sarah right now are in China with Jeff doing more product development to bring more relevant, really cool stuff back. January market's coming up. So you got to check them out there. But um, they've got a special offer, Kinsley, to all Dos Marcos listeners and nationwide members. That's really pretty cool. And if you can buy Pure Care, you want to load up and get ready for the holiday and really drive extra value with the consumer, they've got a special 30% off deal. Do you know about this one? I know about this one now. We gotta make sure we give the email out because this is how you're gonna get connected to the offer. Okay, you ready for this? You have to email 30FOR30 at purecare.com. So 3430. But I had to spell it for you so you know that it's the number 30, the word FOR, the number 30 again. <laughs> and you can actually go to Dos Marcos. Uh, you can go to mattresspodcast.com now. We have that. And you can go to to some of the posts that we have in there. We've got a big image, and it has that 
that email address so you can get set up for that 30% off deal. Get ready for the holidays. I mean, it's a buying season coming up with Black Friday. People are in the mood and the mode for getting holiday gifts. And I tell you, you're getting into the, like the winter and the cold season and you're thinking like comfort. You know, you got weighted blankets they make. You've got all the comfortable items that you that you put on your bed and around you. So it's a great way to get, you, you know, set up with pure care, or, you know, bring in some more goods so you're ready for the holiday season. Guys, a lot of people are having trouble with traffic. You're not getting as many people in the store. You got to max your ticket. You got to max your profits. It's a great way to do it. 30% off for 30 days opening orders. If you're not already buying from Pure Care, they do a great job. Check it out. Go to the Jos Marcos Facebook page and details are there. Cool, man. Well, hey, uh, we'll have to catch up here um, about personal brand. We want to talk about personal branding and, and why that matters in an upcoming episode. But there's some great examples of that out there. So if you have any thoughts that you want to share with us, you know, go over to the Facebook page or go to their contact form. But who does a great job in the industry at building up their personal brand and shining a light on their company and, and doing things kind of in, in a unique and interesting way? So we'll be digging into that in a future ep. Yeah, let's talk about why it's important to do and then how you can accomplish it. Because you and I have had multiple requests from people that want to kind of put themselves out there and um, different ways to do that. So anyway, we've got some thoughts, not that we have it all figured out, but we'll share our thoughts next time. So give us your suggestions on the Facebook page. Love to hear from you. You can bounce on it. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce Now we got it by the leader Well you take a spring And you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth Or bounce all night Put two together Get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back You don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen To your mattress Get together to do it like I did Everybody get hybrid if you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Nothing short of cheap. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Hybrid
right. Listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming when your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment. What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no. You need springs and foam. Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce, you'll be sleeping alone. And if the bed don't react, then you can't get low. We, we got, got that type, type of bounce that won't spill your Merlot. So stick with us and you'll get rewarded. Cause I'm so gentle. And I'm so supportive. Hot is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses. mattresses.